Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you're made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About It. We are so honored that you've joined us, especially during this mad time in which we live. This podcast is needed now more than ever. We're welcoming another awesome guest, my dear friend, Joy Pine. Joy is my neighbor, both in business and home. Our storefronts are next door to each other, and we live one street over from each other. But Joy has been one of those friends in my life that I know I can get the facts from straight And in a fear, anxiety, and worry-driven time that we're living in right now, all of us never having lived through a world pandemic before, it is so important to get sound, godly advice from friends that will encourage you in faith and not fear. So we're having a conversation with Joy. Joy is a business owner. She's a missionary. Um, But now more than ever, it's so important to talk about our response. It's so important to talk about what's our role. What does God want us to do? How do we hear from God? And how do we handle all of these things? Even big questions like, God, where are you? And y'all, Satan didn't want this conversation to happen. We had complications with getting on the Zoom call. We had all kinds of notifications going on during the call. We had even a dead battery, but that did not stop us because God is faithful and God is good. So y'all enjoy our conversation with Joy Pine. So my friend, tell all of our listeners about yourself. Oh, hey guys, I'm Joy Pine. I own Edian Oscars on the Square Give Back Boutique. And you know, I'm also a missionary in Kenya, Africa, um, way out in the bush. Awesome. And y'all, Joy is so much more to me than just a neighbor. Um, for y'all, when we refer to the square, we're talking about Lebanon, Tennessee. That's where we live. That's where we both own businesses. Um, but we're also, we also live like one street apart. So we are neighbors in all of the sense, but Joy has also been an awesome light to me and mentor of sorts to me, um, both in life and in business. So I'm excited to introduce you guys to her today. So Joy, tell us a little bit about Edie and Oscars, about Miracle Power, um, and what you do in Kenya. Combined, you know, the Lord laid it on my heart as a teenager um, to be a missionary. And my route was a little bit different than most who, who serve as missionaries. I felt called to be a nurse um, as well and knew land that he desired for me to serve in, um, in some form or fashion. So fast forward um, to about 10 years ago, um, married and pregnant with my third child. And my husband comes to me and says, hey, babe, I think we need to start praying about foreign mission work, long-term foreign mission work. And I could have cried uh, tears of joy. Really, I did cry tears of joy because I'd been waiting for this moment um, to come to pass. And so um, when I asked him where he thought the Lord was leading us as a family, he said, Africa. He wasn't for sure which continent that would be, but that he knew it was Africa. Well, uh, we had a friend, well, an acquaintance that was serving in Kenya already 
And we, he said, you know, I really think that we need to call him and just find out what his organization is doing and if he could use us or if he had an idea for us, um, someone that could pray for us and give us a little bit of guidance. And so we met with him and crazy enough, he and his board had been praying about um, needing two missionaries, uh, somebody who was a nurse which wow. was what I fit and someone who knew something about water. Um, and my husband, that's his degree is in water and wastewater treatment. So wow. We picking each other underneath the table. So I went ahead and went on a medical mission with him and fell in love with the people there and just felt at home as crazy as that sounds to feel at home in a third world country when you've been used to living first world your whole life. But uh, David and I took our three girls back and lived there in the back of a medical clinic for a month and fell in love with the community, the village there um, in Western Kenya. And so the cool thing was is that I was there doing medical work. We were there serving um, as missionaries. And it's interesting to see how the Lord works and what he shows you uh, when you're open to serving him. Uh, what we saw in doing medical missions was a lot of street orphans would come through. Um, there's a whole generation lost to HIV and AIDS, and so it leaves their children behind wow. uh, without an opportunity to be fed um, or go to school. And so the organization that we were serving with was feeding warm meals um, to these groups of street orphans through churches. So what my husband and I said was, you know, they're being fed the word, they're being fed food. What can we do um, for them long-term? How can we give them the future? And what we saw was for them to have a future, they needed an education. Um, and about that time, we met two missionaries from Atlanta, Georgia, of all places. It was so beautiful to have friends that were from the South that loved sweet tea and understood your joke. <laughs> Absolutely. And they were living in Kisumu, which is the closest big city to our village. So we met them of all places in the Nakamot, which is kind of like Walmart of Kenya <laughs> and just struck up a conversation and they invited us to their house for dinner. And so we were longing for friends. So we went and had a beautiful meal with them and they were working at an orphan day school and had taken in two young boys um, who were living in cardboard boxes wow. and their names were Edie and Oscar and Edie, we met Edie and Oscar that evening when we had a meal with Chris and Sarah and I fell in love with those boys, um, their attitude and their just desire to excel blew my mind. And what Chris and Sarah did was give them an education. Um, they gave them a place to live. They took them in and, and provided them shelter, but they also gave them an education. And uh, now Oscar is about to graduate from the University of Nairobi in business. Wow. Edie has recently moved to the U.S. to go to college. And so we... I don't know. I've, I've been blown away to see what they can do now. They can self-sustain. They can provide for their own families um, now that they have an education. And so I told my husband, I said, if I ever opened a store, I would name it after these boys. Yes. 
and the whole point of the store would be to give these orphans an education. And so hence the store, Edie and Oscars, um, and that's what we do here at the store is we donate a percentage of our profits to educating these kids. So we have 25 kids um, in schools across the country of Kenya, and those range from special schools. Um, our youngest student is four years old and she goes to a deaf school. Um, wow. So she's learning sign language so that she can communicate with her family. And then we've got kids in boarding schools. Those are high schools. Um, so kids after seventh grade don't have a way to pay to go to high school if they're orphaned. Um, and so we pay for them to go to a boarding school where they have food, shelter, and education. And then after that, we send them to either a tech school or a college or a university, depending on what their desires are. Um, and then they can self-sustain after that. And that's just been so beautiful to watch. Um, so we still go back and forth uh, twice a year, um, checking in on students. And we stay at a place called Miracle Power, which is our heart. Um, it's a children's home um, and a medical clinic. And there's a mission house there. And we lived there for a period of time when we moved to Kenya. Um, and it was started by Greg and Kim Holbrook from here in Lebanon. It, it is a children's home. We have uh, around 22 kids there right now uh, who live there. They go to school during the day and then they come back and, and of course, sleep and eat there. And we've got widows who help oversee their care. And then we have a shamba or a garden um, that feeds them. So it's a beautiful, beautiful place that has a huge purpose. That is amazing. And y'all, I've known Joy. How long have we known each other now? Three years? Yeah, three or four. Cause I know, girl. I was over at the mill and you were. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the good old days, right? No, we're living in the good days. <laughs> um, but if you, I'll, I'll have to post a picture of Joy because you, she is all that her name is. Oh. And everything that God is doing through Edie and Oscar's Miracle Power, it's just undeniable the fruit that is coming from that, that God is in. So Joy, share with us. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but I'm curious. Um, and it's kind of a loaded question, but I think that you'll <laughs> have an answer. Um, what are some things God has taught you through these 10 oh. years? Oh. What What has God shown you that we don't know? Because you're with Miracle Power. You're doing this with Edie and Oscars. Even your children have the same heart, you know, mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing. So share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, that is a loaded question. We could talk for days about that. But, you know, the Lord has shown me perseverance. Um, and just because he calls you to something doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Um, for example, when we... Uh, loaded up everything that we had and moved to Kenya with our three kids. Um, I knew I was walking in the Lord's will. He opened doors and he made it obvious that that's where we were supposed to be. But it wasn't um, six months before we found ourselves back in the States um, fighting for my husband's health because he had contracted malaria and typhoid fever. Um, so it's not always what you think it's going to be, but his will is perfect. And if you just stay in it, um, he will use you. He will also use you in ways that you hadn't planned because it's not our plan, but his plan. Um, and so just rolling with it, you know, that's, that is <laughs> our motto as a family is just roll with it. So, 
you know, you get there and you think you're going to be doing medical stuff and you end up tutoring children and teaching them how to drive, which are much needed skills, but things that you had no idea you would be doing. Um, but these are things that in the long run, you've seen uh, the fruits and, and it's beautiful to watch and see um, how the Lord still works through your family just because you said yes. That is amazing. That is amazing. And y'all, Joy has the sweetest girls, three beautiful girls. I'm so fascinated by these young women. <laughs> they are hilarious and sweet and they're all just like each their own individual. They so were. Joy, how, how old were your kids when y'all took off to Kenya the first time? Oh gosh. So the first time Eden was in diapers, she was 18 months and then Cece's 15 months older than her. So going on three or right at three. And then Ella was seven. Dang girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a wild ride for sure. Eden decided she was going to potty train midair. Wouldn't use the bathroom. Wouldn't use her diaper. It was a hot ah. The girl, we survived it. And to this day, it's like our favorite memories. Um, we just serving together as a family is huge. There's nothing like it. I was going to ask you, what have your kids taught you? Like, I, you know, I don't have kids yet. Just a dog <laughs> child. I love it. Dog children count. They're so special. <laughs> they really are. Um, what have my children taught me? Oh my goodness. You know, one beautiful thing that they taught me first when we hit the ground in Kenya is all you have to do is love people. They don't, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say a word. Um, Cause when we got there, of course, they didn't know how to speak Swahili. Right. Kids that were there didn't know how to speak English. And so they're just looking at each other. They grab hands and they go and they show each other how to play a game. And um, it was really sweet to watch relationships develop just because you're open to loving. Um, a lot of people, you know, assume that you have to go and preach and, and evangelize. And there is a time and a place for that. But being willing to just love and share God's love by an action, by a, holding a hand, was probably the biggest thing that they taught me in service. Wow, that is a, that's beautiful. There are a lot of life lessons that they've taught me. <laughs> so we can be here a long time. I love it. I love it. Precious, precious servants, and I'm so grateful for them. Well, seriously, I can't wait to share photos of just the children at Miracle Power on the show notes and of you and Edie and Oscars. Um, but one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today, uh, we are recording this Monday. It's the 30th. So this is coming out tomorrow. Um, and obviously our world has changed. And y'all, I was praying about who to get on the show that has been a constant piece in my life that gives me a great way to respond to what's happening around us, but also doesn't freak me out in that response. <laughs> and that person was Joy Pine. <laughs> so you can ask Joy. I run next door to her store all the time, asking her questions about, hey, what would you do if this was happening to you in your life right now? Um, <laughs> um, so I probably am somewhat of a spiritual nuisance in her life. Um, <laughs> Not at all. Not at but, all. 
Joy, you know, not only talking about the word response as it pertains to what you have done and how you even responded to God's call on your life with missions and miracle power and even, you know, knowing to hear his voice enough to major in nursing in college, but also how do we respond to the, to the hand that we've been dealt with this virus, with the panic, with, um, just every side effect that's not even medical that's spiritual and mm-hmm. and mental that's going along with this world that we live in um if you want to talk about physical response with how you respond with serving and giving back um and also responding to what god has told you to do first i would love to hear your insight on that because i realize i just asked you like 20 questions about response <laughs> at one time <laughs> you're okay do you want to talk about the virus first sure let's talk about the virus first okay and you know what my this battery is probably going to die so it's okay for me to switch over to my other computer real quick that should be fine let's just if you want to end this okay click on the link on your other computer and we'll be good okay cool so i'm going oh look at you we got three people going Oh my gosh. Y'all, we are some high-tech rednecks up in here in Lebanon, Tennessee. I love you. I love you too. Here we are. Are we back? Oh my gosh, we are back. It never even stopped, girl. I'm sorry. I I left the house without the computer charger to that one. So here we go. Don't even be sorry. This is just how we roll. We are business owners. We are not responsible. Girl, it's our motto. Just roll with it. You got to go. Yes. Yes. So, Mara, go ahead and ask again what you wanted me to Yeah, sure. So, we're talking about the word response. And obviously, you've responded to God's call on your life. You've responded to what you felt like he wanted you to do. You've responded to a need in the world. So, I feel like you are a super um, just like pot of wisdom for (laughs) how we respond. Um, But also how we're responding to this virus with Mm -hmm what's going on in our hearts, in our homes, with our physical bodies. Um, so give us some, some wisdom on that. Sure. You know, I would probably start by saying I'm, I'm definitely not a pro at it, but I think that we can't be reactionary. I think we have to find a place where we can get still and be still before the Lord to truly hear what it is he wants us to do in every situation. Um, And I'd like to say I was a pro at it. I'm not, but I find that that is when I hear him speaking the loudest, um, the best. I mean, I don't think he yells at us. I think he always has the same gentle, quiet voice, but we have to be willing to sit and listen. Um, If I didn't listen, I wouldn't know that my best avenue would be to become a nurse. Um, I, I wouldn't know that he wanted me to go uh, to Kenya or to take my family or, um, to be as involved with miracle power as I am. But even in the virus, I think what we have to do is not panic, not react. Um, we have to sit back and we have to realize that it is what it is. Um, and to, I hate to say to make the most of the situation, but to be still, uh, before him and learn as much as we can from him during this time, um, 
life still goes on. There are things that, that still have to happen. We still have to pay bills. We still have to feed our families. We still have all of these responsibilities, but you know, he promises that he will take care of us. Yes. So I think, I think that is, you know, to go back, we have to go back to just the basics. Um, and, and you realize during this time what your basic needs are, uh, and, and just stay focused on those. You know, I know we talked about uh, what to do with our businesses before things got as crazy. And um, as a previous ICU nurse and um, just a nurse in general, I think I said to you, you know, life is just so much more important than anything that we have to sell. And it's just basic, you know, it, it really is. It's playing it safe and, and, uh, putting life before anything else. So true. So true. Um, let's talk about this really quick. I keep coming up with like little surprise Easter eggs that I did not tell you we were going to talk about <laughs> before we started recording. I like Easter eggs. I do too. I do too. It's tis the season for Easter eggs. Um, let's talk about hearing from God. Um, I know that we get a lot of questions about that. Um, for me, like personally, it's not necessarily a voice that I hear. It's more of something that I feel mm -hmm. in my spirit and it's undeniable. Yeah. And I, I'm a firm believer that his sheep do know his voice. Yeah. And also when we become familiar with characteristics of the father, it's really easy. Or I don't know if easy is a good word to use here because easy is relative. Sure. Um, but it's, it's easier Mm -hmm. If we know the characteristics of someone, then we know who's talking to us and the characteristics of the enemy versus the characteristics of the father and discerning that voice that's in your mind or in your heart. So mm -hmm. how does God speak to you? How do you, how do you feel him move in your life? You know, that is such an interesting question. I know in Sunday school a few weeks ago, people were like, how do you know, like, how, how do you know that was him asking you to go to Kenya or how do you hear? And I would agree with you. I don't, I don't hear an audible voice. I think that would be beautiful. I would love to hear that. And, and Even if he could just like text me, like yeah. that would be perfect. <laughs> be awesome. But the beauty is, is that one day we will hear that voice and I can't wait. For sure. But it is a feeling. And, and it's funny that you ask that because I just in the past couple of weeks figured something out and it is, it was him speaking to me. I, I was, um, I, I was crossing paths with a veteran and he had a hat on and I, all of a sudden, like I could have started bawling. Like I, I, I got this, like my heart started beating really, really fast. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? <laughs> but everything in me was like, tell him, thank you. Wow. And I looked over at him and I said, I just want to thank you for your service. And he looked at me and he was like, honey, you are welcome. And as I walked away, I like tears came down my cheeks and I thought, okay, I've lost it. Like what is happening? <laughs> and I sat and I thought, what other things make me feel that way? What are other um, situations or what are other um instances that give me that rapid heart rate and the feeling like I'm going to explode. And one is Kenya. 
like whenever I'm asked to talk about Kenya, um, our mission work, or just what the Lord is doing there, I get that feeling. And for the longest time, I thought it was my response to being nervous. Like I just thought it was a nervous response. Oh my gosh, I'm not a good speaker. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But that's not it at all. It's the passion that he's put in my heart for that. And that is what that response is. It's, it's him coming forth. It's him speaking to me. It's him prompting me and prodding at my heart. Like, this is what I created you to do. This is why you have that response to X, Y, Z is because I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking through you um, and at you. How profound. That was such an like amazing moment of, holy moly, like maybe I'm not such a bad speaker. Maybe it is him speaking through me saying, girl, this is what you're passionate about. Get up there and do it. Wow. uh, It was a neat, neat moment. So if you ever have those moments and everybody, I think, I think responds differently to him prodding. Um, But for me, my heart beats and I get super emotional. You know, it's funny, like I went back to a response that I had when I was 16. There was an African choir singing at my church and I lost it. I'd never heard an African choir. I never, I didn't have dreams of being a missionary. I had nothing. But in that sanctuary, when I heard them sing, I lost it. My heart rate started beating uh, or my heart rate went up and my, I, I started crying and I thought, what is wrong with me? I, I remember my parents looking at me and said, are you okay? But it goes that far back that when he was speaking to me saying, these are your people, these are the people that I want you to love and serve alongside, that was my response. Wow. So I hope that helps and I hope that was clear. Yes, it was. I know he's speaking. I get super like, I wouldn't even say emotional because I don't think it's emotional. It's just the passion that I feel can't be bottled. Wow. You know, and it's so funny when you're saying that. I loved how earlier you said back to the basics. You know, God gave us our bodies to tell us things Mm -hmm. like if your heart rate is up if you are sweating if you are about to start crying and you feel compelled and convicted like yeah Yeah. (laughs) right yeah like what more of a sign do you need and and I I'm so bad to question everything Hmm. and spiral into like even with this virus like think I don't know if anybody else has had seasonal allergies who's listening, but one cough can lead to a spiral of panic or even just knowing like not only how to respond in the grand scheme of things with purpose and, Mm -hmm. and like you were talking about with majoring in nursing and, and going to Kenya and that African choir, just putting a seed in your heart, Mm -hmm. but also responding in the everyday things like, how do I help with this? How do I cope with this? Mm -hmm. And it's just doing what's right in front of you that you know to do. Mm, It's true. And you know, my response has been interesting uh, on another level because I want to, I really want to come before my friends and offer something, you know, like a word of peace or something. I feel like I need to like put myself out there, but I have been so just in my thoughts and 
trying to process it all that I feel like I haven't come out with anything profound, not that I have anything profound to say, but I've just been very, um, I don't know, quiet. Yeah. But I think that he calls us to be still, um, so that we can hear him. It's like, yes. yeah, you don't need to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> little sister Um, responses are so interesting and and I'm grateful that I was able to offer you peace because I feel like I've been very very quiet well and I think what you were doing and and for you guys to know a reference Joy and I were talking like two weeks ago before like a mandated suggested quarantine and businesses shutting down we were talking in the parking lot of our businesses and and I was just like I'm too young for this. I don't know what to do. Like (laughs) I've never, we've, we have all never been a part of a world pandemic. Like this is new to everyone. Um, and joy just responded, not even, you know, trying to offer me peace. She was just offering me what she knew and offering me what she knew to be true. And then using that truth information and, doing what made common sense out of it and it really helped me (laughs) I'm so glad that makes my heart happy well and you responded out of pure sensibility and not even out of fear Mm -hmm. um when this is a time where everything is such a response of fear like I've even stopped watching the news and started reading news articles because my heart can't handle the tone of a news report but it can handle reading a news article in my own tone (laughs) if that makes sense and you know it's interesting Sarah like I think it's all it does need to be taken seriously this virus obviously needs to be taken seriously it's it's rampant and it's affecting all ages and and even if it was only affecting the elderly the elderly's life are as important as our youngest person's life for sure we shouldn't judge that but when we were in Kenya and David was diagnosed with hemorrhagic malaria and we weren't really for sure if he was going to make it your faith kind of goes to a whole nother level um, your, <laughs> your prayer life and, and just your, your faith, um, changes. And, and I will say something that I learned during that time was, you know, I may not want life to end right now. I don't want to die right now. I still have young children and feel like I have a lot left to do, you know, for his kingdom, but it's all going to be Okay it doesn't matter. It matters. It doesn't matter how your story ends. It's all going to be okay. And, and I tell my girls that all the time. And it's an old John Lennon quote of all things. It's, it's all going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. That's so, so good. If you're a believer, you know what? It's all going to be okay in the end. Truly, our end is beautiful um, because it's the beginning. And that's I think, so true. I think it's something that we have to visit um, on a daily basis is it's all going to be okay in the end. Um, all the superficial stuff may not feel okay, but in the end, it, it's going to be all right. Praise God. And we have that hope. And, and hope is a word that we use in church that's a quote-unquote churchy word, 
you know, <laughs> but it's true. Um, because faith is, is hoping in what we can't see and we can't see a solution right now, but we're going to have to still put our hope there. Absolutely. For sure. I've got one last question for you and then we will get back to our businessly and family duties. Um, what would you say for our friends who even no matter where they are in their faith, whether they're new believers or believers who faith, their faith has been shaken because you've been through things just like, you know, wondering, is my husband going to live through this? Um, some people with this are in a very dark time with their fear, with their anxiety, even maybe with their physical health. Um, where would you ask our friends or what, what would you say to our friends who are asking, where is God right now in the midst of this? Mm, he is there. He is walking alongside us. You know, we live in a broken world and um, that he hasn't left us and he hasn't forsaken us. And I would just say, hold on. Um, he's coming. Um, and, and, and he is here, but I would say, don't get discouraged from our broken world and from the spiritual warfare that you're enduring, because I can assure you that's what you're going through. It's spiritual warfare. Um, hang tight to him because you will see his face in the end. Um, he's always there for us. He doesn't want us to suffer. Um, but because until he comes again, um, this world will remain broken. So hang tight hold on to his feet and uh, lean into your neighbor. Let's express love. Um, if you can do anything happy for someone, do it. Um, whether that's a word or a written card um, to encourage those people who are struggling spiritually, physically. Um, we all need each other, you know? For sure. He created us to, to want to be loved and to share love. Um, I believe that with everything in me. And, and so do that now, love your neighbor, um, and, and show love in some form or fashion to those around you, because there are a lot of hurting people. You're so right, sis. I appreciate you so much coming on the show. This was so fun. I know girl. And y'all, this is like, I wish that y'all could just sit in on all of our conversations. Um, (laughs) Yes, sister, but we love you and we appreciate your wisdom and your heart for others. Well, I love you guys too. And um, I look forward to things getting back to normal so I can see your face in person. Y'all, what a peace to know that God has good for us. And the definition of faith, let me just remind you, is the substance of things hoped for even when we can't see it around us. So the world around us is crazy. The world around us is sick. The world around us is going into panic filled with fear, but we can have a hope that we have a future in Christ. So guys, please don't give up on that hope. If there's any way that we can serve you during this time, please send us an email or an Instagram message and let us know. But we're so excited to serve to start serving you tomorrow with 30 days of prayer What better time in the world for us to all band together as a body of Christ, as sisters in Christ, and pray as one unit together. So make sure to check out our Instagram and Facebook pages and our website, thechosengirl.com, and get info on 30 days of prayer that will be starting April 1st. 
guys, this is not the end. God still has good for us. We will get through. Please let us know if we can help you in any other way. And please know you're not alone. God is for you. God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And we're here for you too. Love you guys and we'll see you next week.